Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. It is Giving Tuesday, Lucky. And some people are asking some questions about Giving Tuesday. The number one question, when is Giving Tuesday? (laughs) (laughs) Today. The day after Cyber Monday and after Black Friday. The day after you've spent and indulged on yourself. And everyone around you that perhaps maybe should feel a little guilt about that and give back. It's so funny. Oh, no, don't worry about it. Giving Tuesdays like in mid-July. you got lots of time. <laughs> and, of course, what is Giving Tuesday? And, of course, as Lucky just said, it's after spending a bunch of money on yourself or perhaps starting your Christmas shopping, then it would be nice for us to donate to a charity, be generous to somebody else. I've decided not to give to charity this year, though. I'm giving to Mercedes and Porsche. <laughs> they really they really worked hard for the money. Not the cars. No. No, no. The dancers. Uh, so, yeah, if you can, you know what? Pick a charity today. Any charity. And uh, and donate. Give something back. We all, we've done a lot of work with Simcoe Hall Settlement House. Yes. And, uh, and they have a couple of things on the go. A toy drive uh, for the kids in their program. And... Uh, a food drive because they do have a food bank associated with their their complex and their building and their charity. And uh, we had it in the news yesterday that the food banks have had more visits this year. And every year mm-hmm. it's been increasing for the past six straight years. People have been using food banks. And that's that's not an easy step. No. Like to, to, go, to go from, you know, being okay to not having enough or anything to put on a plate and having to ask for help is such a massive step and blow that I can't imagine those that have to to go to that uh, mm-hmm. that resource and, and just ask. Um, and there are those there that, that do it without judging and, and who help out and those who volunteer to help deliver items as well to mm-hmm. others. Uh, so anything that you can give. It would be great. Yeah, you're, you're right. I mean, just as a parent, um, the the uh, shot that your pride takes or your ego like you know i remember uh even losing a job and having to go home and tell my family that i had lost my job that feeling of like i've let everybody down Mm. you know and i'm sure it's to that extreme when you have to turn to your family and say we got to go you know you you just and so it was no fault of your own you're you're not to blame It, it it just is what it is it's such a struggle for so many, and then so many of us are so blessed that if you can uh, give, uh, that would be terrific if you can help out. Well, and caught in the midst of all that are a lot of kids yep. who are innocent in all of it by no fault of their own and not necessarily any fault of their parents yeah. either. But just know no other life than to, well, we got better go to the food bank this week and see what we can get. You know, last night uh, when I was making dinner, it was a very simple dinner. I was using up the stuff we had in the fridge. I ended up making a, a big pot of it, like a celery and potato soup. And so I, I had that all the I had the main ingredients. I had to go to the store and get some like fresh bread, a couple of other things. I needed some cream for it to thicken it out. And the few items I bought still came to twenty seven dollars. Yeah. And we complain. And, 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 you know, and it's a day like this where you should recognize how good you really do have it. Yeah. And, and, you know, as I go to the store, uh, to, to, <laughs> as I go to the butcher and I bitch about my, you know, 
my steak. Mm. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that went up four bucks. Yeah. You know, I know on my sixty dollar yep. <laughs> steak that I'm eating. Yeah, okay, maybe uh, some perspective needed because yeah. you know if you're complaining about that, imagine those that were only scraping by to begin with. Yeah, and that sixty bucks has to last them two weeks. Yeah. So yeah, help out if you can. It would be greatly appreciated. And just a reminder, Giving Tuesday today. <laughs> today. Rolling Stone magazine has come up with the worst decisions in music history. Things like Decca Records passing on signing the Beatles in 1962. <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty big one. Yeah, that that one around the family uh, Christmas uh, table in England, back there in London, in the uh, well, right through the 60s into the 70s, and now every holiday. Hey. Want to hear the story about Uncle Jimmy and what he did? When he worked. <laughs> You're not going to live that one down. He worked for Decca Records in 1962. You're not going to believe what Uncle Jimmy did. Uh, Eric Clapton goes all in on COVID vaccine conspiracies in 2020. Actually, uh, somebody shared with us. Doug Elliott shared with us this um, freedom uh, song that was redone to American Pie. It's on right. YouTube. Yeah. Somebody really put in a lot of effort. A lot it's of like, effort. That song's eight minutes, and they did an eight-minute full version <laughs> of, uh, of the uh, Freedom Convoy, if you want to check that out. It's uh, it's actually pretty well done. Uh, Jerry Lee Lewis marrying his 13-year-old cousin back in 1958. Right, yeah. yeah that's not good. Uh, Woodstock organizers celebrating the festival's 30th anniversary with the uh, horrific riot that was Woodstock 1999. In retrospect, probably shouldn't have. No, no. It started off bad day one and went downhill rather quickly. You actually, if you haven't watched Trainwreck on Netflix, it's the documentary about that. I haven't saved to watch. I haven't watched it yet, though. Really good. Kanye West interrupting Taylor Swift at the VMAs in 09. Uh, Kanye West, anything after 09 really should be on there. <laughs> yeah. Um, other bad decisions included John Lennon saying the Beatles are bigger than Jesus. Mm-hmm. Ticketmaster introducing their dynamic pricing system. But it is believed that uh, the Rolling Stones bringing in the Hells Angels to do security in 69 at their Altamont Speedway show, which resulted in the death of fans and the stabbing and beating up of other bands that were playing there. Yeah. That was the big mistake. If you've never seen the Give Me Shelter movie, which is a documentary on that, as cool as Mick and everybody, you know, was at the time, it was 1969. Mick is so lame trying to cool everybody down in the crowd. <laughs> babies, babies, come on, babies, let's all get along. No, that didn't go over. Mariah Carey, the queen of Christmas, might have had to have a teleprompter during the Macy's Day Thanksgiving parade. Really? All I want for Christmas is a teleprompter. <laughs> Someone uh, who was there posted a TikTok where you can surely, clearly see a big screen with the lyrics scrolling as she sang. Really? Yeah, like she's she's saying that more times than Nick Cannon's made babies. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe. I mean, you know, it's not like she sings it at every concert she does throughout the year. No. It would have been maybe the first performance of it for the year. So just wanted to have it there. As a backup, although if she's seen reading from it, that can't be good. I, uh, well, maybe if you have it, you just rely on it. If I saw Mariah Carey in concert in, like, August, I'd still want her to do that song. She makes barely, uh, I read somewhere, two and a half million dollars a year oh, really? off that song alone. Wow. Uh, Howard Stern not happy with Oprah Winfrey. He follows her on Instagram, and he says, I cannot believe how she's not embarrassed by her wealth at all. 
He says it's effing mind-blowing when you follow her on Instagram. You see her estates, her gardens, the people who service her, uh, her servants, people cooking. It's all effing wild, and she's not embarrassed by her wealth at all. He says you got to be a little self-aware and know that there are people struggling out there. you got to kind of think about people who don't have enough to eat. So he says, come on, Oprah, be a little more aware. I mean, he's one guy you never, I mean, he really shies away from ever speaking of the amount of money. Hundreds of millions of dollars. 90 million a year or something. Um, I guess guess part of the allure of Oprah, though, is that American dream. I mean, she built from nothing, right? Yeah, true. Uh, And so maybe... You know, whether or not it's right to or not, it's, it's, it is still new money to her, right? And perhaps uh, the U.S. Or, or her fans give her a lot of leeway to show off a bit of that wealth because they figure, well, she, she certainly earned it. Now, she has no children. Has she ever come out like um, others and said she's going to give away her wealth? I mean, she doesn't. I, don't, I know she's, she's got attached Gail. to that giving fund. Yeah. She's got Stedman in her life. But I don't know. And I'm sure she would take care of Stedman. He's been in her life for a very long time. Yeah, but I don't know if she's a part of that that wheel of billionaires who say they'll, they'll yeah, give Buffett's it all away. giving fund is, is the big one, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Will Smith understands if people aren't ready to go see his uh, new movie, Emancipation. It is said that he could be up for another Best uh, Actor Oscar. That would be awkward. Yeah, it would be weird, wouldn't it? Be a slap in the face. But he understands why people still would be reluctant to go see one of his movies, but he wishes people would because there was so many people who did their best work, the crew and everybody on that film, and he doesn't want to see them suffer because of his stupidity. Gotcha. If you're... uh, if you're a fan of Will Smith, go see the movie. I guess not for him, but for the people who worked on it. And Jade Leno, showing up two weeks after he suffered third-degree burns, he went and did a Sunday night set at a place called the Comedy and Magic Club in California. He's been performing there regularly since 1978. And I guess he's like had a basically every Sunday night he would show up and, and do a set. And as he's walking in... Into the club. This is what he said to reporters. Never thought of myself as a roast comic. Hey, thank you. We got two shows tonight, regular and extra crispy. Okay. There he goes. Yeah, if you're a comic, everything's funny. You can't laugh about it. No. And I'm sure he burned his hands and and his face. Not a lot of laughing going on. But uh, two weeks later, he's right back on stage. I'm still absolutely shocked that that much sewage for that long... (laughs) was running into the Hamilton Harbor, and nobody noticed. Now, we, what does that say about the smell of the Hamilton Harbor? Well, I guess we just all assumed, because we've all driven over that big bridge, making our way to Niagara and such, and every one of us has caught a whiff of Hamilton. That's why we say it stinks. Right. And I, I think we probably thought it was Stelco or, you yeah. know. Well, there's a lot of manufacturing. There's big ships going through yeah. there. Diesel being burnt, that sort of thing. Big ships going through there, definitely. (laughs) Subs. Few floaters. (laughs) I cannot. And at the end of the day, all it cost was 30 grand. Like, it's not like it was this, you know, problem that they couldn't find an answer to. Right. It was was an upgraded bathroom in a house. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) The parts at Home Depot the whole time. Yeah. Any of us could have done it. Not that I would want to. No. That's a that's a mess. How many <laughs> gallons? Three hundred and thirty-seven million liters. Wow. I guess that all went into Lake Ontario. Just like a Shawshank, right into Lake Ontario. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> I would have rather spent my rest of my life in prison. 
Oh, Hamilton. For all the things that could have been could have happened to you, that one is a, is a classic. Anyhow, the valve has been shut off. Literally, that's all they had to do. Right. Yeah. Let's shut off a valve here. <laughs> oh, does that go left? <laughs> Whoops. Crazy. Uh, I read this this morning. And at first I thought, well, that's weird and gross. But then I started to think about it, and I went, oh, wait a second. I remember having this particular item in my home when I was a kid. Somebody on TikTok is asking, when you were a child, or even now, in your home, do you have a vomit bowl for puking? Uh... The puke bucket? Yes. And at first when I read this, I thought, no, that's gross. We we never had one with our kids growing up. But I do remember as a child, we had a bucket that was in the laundry room. Yeah. And if you were sick, if you had the stomach flu, it would be, be beside your bed overnight. Yeah. We have an all-purpose bucket. <laughs> I wouldn't say it's, it's simply a puke bucket. No. But it's a leak bucket. A gotta-clean-something-out-dirty, disgusting bucket. And it also boils pasta. That's <laughs> <laughs> what I store Craig's beers in. <laughs> well, this woman asked because she realized her mother had done it, and so she did it. And then one day, I guess she kind of woke up to the idea that it was really gross. Her family's sick bowl or vomit bucket was her cake-mixing bowl. Ooh. One and the same. Well, that's a spicy muffin. Yeah. yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah. There's not enough cleaning of that thing. Because I know some of you use like a pot. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. I figures, I guess you're boiling water in it afterwards. I guess I just throw the pot out. Right. What happened to our big pot? I don't know. It's gone. Uh, others say they would just put trash cans beside the bed. Yeah. Or really explain to our kids. Although it's so, when they're little, they just have no concept. Yeah, I know. They just turn over and barf. And we, at one point, we had a little Halloween bucket that we kind of had close by, mm. just in case. But you realize it's not big enough. No, <laughs> no. it's not big enough to hit or hold. <laughs> yeah, there is a certain point in your life you reach a certain age where. You wake up in the middle of the night and you feel it. You feel your stomach churning. You know what's coming. You can feel it in the back of your throat. And, oh, and you I'm just, oh, I'm just talking about it. I can like taste it right it's now. It's so gross. And you, oh. but you, we, we hit a certain maturity where we go, I best get my ass out of bed into the bathroom. Yes. But kids don't. They just sit there and then exorcist all over the place. Oh, I might throw up during this conversation. <laughs> really might. Our, uh, we, you we, know how you get like syllabic when you yeah. can find a feel it coming on? Well, we'll move on. Oh, please. I remember once Daniel, who wasn't a barfer. We were very lucky because I never had to deal with it. I couldn't. Again, the smell, the sight would make me want to throw up. Actually, I think my stomach's turning now, too. But I remember he came into our bedroom one night. He was, I don't know, five, something, four. He comes in and he says, Mommy, Daddy, Mommy, Daddy, I just pooed out of my mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Went on to uh, get a master's in physics. Go go figure. Well, this finally happened, and uh, it's uh, taken a long time to get to it. I, I assume this would have already happened in the past, but a uh, a man was uh, arrested on Saturday after a family game of Monopoly turned violent, <laughs> and it wasn't at my house. You seem to know something about it, though. <laughs> We're on the, we've been on the brink of violence. We'll, right. we'll see this Christmas how it all plays out. Uh, in a shocking turn of events, the family was drinking and playing Monopoly 
when this dude started fighting with his stepfather. They knocked over the game board, turned over furniture, and then took the fight outside. Fantastic. Yeah. At some point, uh, the guy uh, um, got cut on the head in the, in the fight and then responded by pulling out some sort of weapon and chasing his stepfather and stepsister down the street. <laughs> he was arrested, of course, and sent directly to jail. Yeah. Did not pass go. Did not collect $200. Can I just rule doubles? <laughs> it is the game. That I it must start the most fights, and and it really is the game that you have to introduce to your children when they're of an age that they can accept losing. Mm-hmm. Because I remember playing it with David and Daniel. Daniel was always pretty good about you know having to give stuff up. David could not could not handle it. Would lose his mind when he would lose property or have to pay money. Let me ask you this. Is there a set of properties that you think in the game of Monopoly that cause more fights than others? Because I'm automatically go to like the boardwalk and park place, Mm. but those actually don't get hit very often. No, they're a big waste of money. Right. And same with the green ones, too. I mean, again, incredibly expensive. Mm -hmm. Uh, And if you can uh, get hotels on them, they are damaging and basically game breakers. I have always, um, I have always gone after those cheap little uh, purple ones right after uh, start because. Oh really? I think I read somewhere people land on those more than any other uh, spots. Probably. And, and you can you can really load them up with hotels quickly because they're dirt cheap, and then every time somebody comes around, they got to give you here their two hundred bucks. I find that first corner, the light blues and the yeah. and those pink or mauve or whatever the hell that is. Yeah. Uh, same kind of thing, like the St. Charles places around mm-hmm. the electric company. Those uh, reasonable, yep. like the Oriental Avenue, you can, I think it's like 50 bucks a hotel or something yeah. uh, for a house on it. And and you can ding someone for seven fifty, eight hundred bucks at a time. Well, the problem, too, is if you buy a park place and boardwalk, you, you probably drain yourself of a lot of your cash. Now you're just begging for people to come around. They miss it every single time. They land on the cheap purple ones. And in the process, you land on that luxury tax. And yeah. They're so excited to pay it. That's right. And then, and then everybody else, of course, is building things up around you. So now you're, as so many of us are today, you're house rich. <laughs> but not a lot of liquid cash. Right. It's very much a game for today. And without a line of credit. <laughs> Well, could you imagine if you added a line of credit to Monopoly? Like the, uh, what was it, promissory notes in the yeah, game of life? That's right. That game would take six months with a line of credit. Ice Ice Baby. Remember that song from Vanilla Ice? Yes. It wasn't supposed to be his first single. It was the B-side of his cover of Play That Funky Music. Remember that old chestnut? Play That Funky Music. White boy. Right, yes. Yeah. People didn't really like that song. DJs flipped the record and started playing the Ice Ice Baby instead. What do, you, what do you think he gave to Queen for that? I mean, it's probably sure, out there somewhere. I'm sure they made a lot of money off of that. Yeah. Remember, it was the, um, was it Blur? It was one of those bands, of English bands of that period in oh, time. Oh, the Verve. The Verve and the Stones, right? Yeah. And it was just a little lick they stole. Uh, yeah, for Bittersweet Symphony, they yeah. used the start of a Stone song. And because of that, it wasn't until like three or four years ago that Mick 
handed over the rights finally did, yeah. to the band for all of those years, for like 20 or 30 yeah. years, basically, 20 years. They they have been, uh, the Stones had been collecting the money yeah. for that song. Well, he, he went out in the backyard and the lead singer from Verve was his gardener now. Yeah. And so he just <laughs> wrote him a really big check. The Verve made the biggest mistake any band can ever make, and I'll never forget it. As much as I love Bittersweet Symphony, one of those songs I never tire of, but when that album came out and they claimed it was their dark side of the moon, okay, settle, settle down, slow down, <laughs> slow it down a touch. You got a lot of copies to sell before it becomes your dark side of the moon. <laughs> settle the, settle your role. You're not even in the same solar system. No, earwax production can increase with stress or fear. So if you're nervous about something, you might uh, be getting more earwax coming out of your holes. Okay. Oh, man, it's disgusting stuff. The only thing I get now is a lot of hair coming out of there. <laughs> Never had a problem really with the earwax. Look at how family members have got to go to doctors all the time and get it washed out. Like right, the whole yeah. thing. Flushed. Yeah, but I, uh, just the hair. Yeah. Out of everything but my head. It's a sign, man, when the barber spends more time on your ears, nose, and eyelashes, eyebrows than yeah. the top of your head. Funny, one of the things I noticed at that the Taylor Hawkins uh, concert, the one in uh, Los Angeles in England, well, I only saw the one in England because for whatever reason we didn't get to watch L.A., but there was a camera behind Dave Grohl, and, and he's got the uh, the receding right there at the back. Oh, yeah. Starting to disappear. Aye. Yeah, with all that long hair. See, there's a point, too. When you got the long hair and it starts going, you got to make a decision at some point. Uh-huh. Anyhow. I'm, uh, I'm seeing about $4 million is what the vanilla ice paid queen. Really? Yeah, yeah for the hmm. rights. Which would be a good deal, basically. Yeah. What does he do now? Built homes or something? He was at one point, yeah. yeah. He had a show. The Axis powers in World War II were known as Roberto, based on the first few letters of each of their capitals. Rome, R-O-B-E-R for Berlin, and T-O for Tokyo. Okay. Roberto. A mountain called Mount St. Ellis is the second tallest mountain in both the U.S. and Canada. It's on the border between Alaska and Yukon. Okay. In the country of Brunei, the weekend is Friday and Sunday. Yes, people get a day off, then work Saturdays, then get another day off. Oh, you don't even have a, a weekend together? No. Oh, that sucks. No. Yeah. Um, Prince wrote the song, Nothing Compares to You. When his housekeeper's father died, she left to be with her family, and he felt lost without her there to keep his life organized. Oh, Lord, really? Yeah, so when... It wasn't Sinead... about the housekeeper thinking of her dad? No. It was about him missing his housekeeper? Selfish. Yep. <laughs> so, next time you sing along with that song and you think about a lost love, no. The original line was, since you took your mop away from me. <laughs> Yeah, go for it. gone for two weeks, seven hours and 15 days. I guess, yeah. Wow. Don't know. Wonder if she got a piece of the rights to that song. That's you'd right. think at least you'd throw her a, a nickel or two. Uh, before the earth was covered in trees, somewhere around 350 to 420 million years ago, it was covered in giant mushrooms. Oh. I don't know why. No, There's nobody around to tell the story. No, we weren't walking around at that point. If we would, no. we might have been high. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and there's not a lot of 420 million-year-olds <laughs> that, we can, talk, noticed, that no. we can talk to about that kind of thing. Um, 
The way herrings communicate underwater is through passing gas, farting, basically. <laughs> well, there's something you have in common with the herring. That's right. I've been talking to you for a long time. <laughs> Trying to get my message across. They shoot air out of their rectums, which creates a high-frequency sound that only other herrings can hear. Right. Mm-hmm. That's what happens at night when you're trying to just let it out quietly. Seek, seek one out. <laughs> you get the high-frequency sound. <laughs> <laughs> the sport that causes the most tea and sugar problems, your testes. Okay. Which, which sport... Uh, that men play causes the most testicular injuries. Do you know, Lucky? Uh, well, I mean, if you're talking about it, then it wouldn't be like an obscure sport. Because I would think like BMX or, or wrestling or that something like sense. that. Yeah. Um, maybe soccer, because World Cup is on. A lot of kicking going on. And sure. the balls in the lower area. No, it's lacrosse. Really? Now, I've never played lacrosse. I mean, I've tried to play lacrosse. But I, you would think... Do they not wear jocks? You think they would because that ball's hard. Yes, very much so. Um, I I don't know. There'd be some chafing going on if that were the case. Maybe they don't. The worst ever is if you've ever gone to watch lacrosse. A lot of hockey players play it in the summertime, and you go into like these arenas that are converted to lacrosse. Right. In, like mid July. Yeah, not not a good not a good smell. <laughs> no, not a nice. Sounds, sounds like herrings are communicating in there. It smells like. <laughs> Rock Mornings with Craig Venn and Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.